Have you ever noticed that the lower jaw is not protected in sports? Did you know that 10,800 concussions will happen today? This has been an upward trend for the past 50 years. I'm Dr. Michael Hutchison, a practicing neuromuscular dentist. When my son wanted to participate in football and rugby, I was afraid he was going to get a concussion. That fear led me to finding the missing link to reducing concussions. The fact is, the only part of the skull that is not protected in sports is the lower jaw. If you want to drastically reduce concussions, there are three basic jaw positions that affect concussions and two of them are not good. The correct one is called physiologic jaw position. It will dissipate the force away from the brain. Knowing that, I designed an appliance that put my son's jaw in the right place and as a result, he was concussion-free from fifth grade all the way to senior year. This job position takes those 10,800 concussions today down to 28. It's the key to concussion protection. As a parent, this is what you need to know. It's extremely important that the device you are using is on the lower jaw. Thickness of the device is important. Most importantly, it must position and hold you in your own unique personal physiologic jaw position. So if your child goes out on the field with the correct jaw position, your son or daughter will not one of those 10,800 concussions today. Get yours today at powerplusmouthguard.com. Use the promo code POWERUP2023 for 10% off. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me tell you all about it. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening to the Pigskin Tales podcast. This story was written and produced by your host, Ross Bliley. If you like this story, please provide feedback on Twitter at Pigskin Tales or on Facebook at Ross's Fancast. Want to help support me monetarily? I also have a link on Patreon. Any monies given in support of my work goes, goes towards the purchase of, an, of new equipment. He was considered one of the grittiest men in a purple uniform in the 60s and 70s. His toughness, durability, and loyalty earned him a spot on the list of the 50 greatest players in franchise history. He is one of the few, the proud, the honored members of a short list of professional athletes to come out of North Dakota. He is deemed North Dakota nice to everyone he met. This is Pigskin Tales, the story of Dave the Can-Do Flash Osborne.
Dave Osborne was raised on a farm on the outskirts of a little town in North Dakota known as Kandu. Kandu's population in the 1950s was around 1,800 residents. And if you remember the television show as well as the book written by Laura Ingalls Wilder, The Little House on the Prairie, then you'd know exactly how Dave Osborne grew up. Since the family didn't own a television, they instead worked hard at raising cattle and horses, grew grain for money and food, and the children attended a one-room schoolhouse from grades 1 through 8. Dave did graduate high school, but not before he endured some life challenges. In September of 1956, about the time he was in ninth grade, he wanted to try out for sports, but he couldn't pass his sports physical. The doctor told him he had a heart murmur, and so he concluded to become the student manager for the football team. The next season, he bulked up became a lot faster. He was able to pass his sports physical and play football. All went well until his junior season when it was cut short due to a major snowstorm. Osborne recalls the story in a newspaper article written in the Devil's Lake Journal back in November of 2011. I remember my junior year when there was a snowstorm and the opponent didn't show up. The rest of the season was canceled after just four or five games. In the book Vikings 50 All-Time Greatest Players in Franchise History, which was written by Jim Bruton and with con contributions from Fran Tarkenton, Osborne gave details about he and his childhood friends playing the game of pump, pump, pull away. His friends couldn't catch him. He would duck, dodge, and spin his way around them, but he was so fast that they could just not get him. He goes on to say that, I was pretty fast. I was always pretty fast. Even as a kid, I could outrun most of my friends. In fact, I'm told that my grandfather was a fast runner. My dad was fast, my kids are fast, and my grandkids are fast too. It's just in our genes. It's not something that can be taught. It's either you have it or you don't. By 1962, the Candu Flash had earned himself a scholarship to play football for the University of North Dakota. He helped the team earn a 9-1 record in 1964 and an NCC title. He was also named Most Valuable Player while cementing a spot on the All-North Central Conference team in 1964. After exhausting all avenues of online research for his statistics at UND, I'm actually not able to inform you of his performance. However, I can assure you that he played well enough to become not only a North Dakota legend, but also a Minnesota legend. He was drafted into the National Football League as a running back to play for the Minnesota Vikings in the spring of 65. As a rookie with the Vikings, Osborne recalls how volatile Coach Van Brocklin was. A lot of us made a point on game day to stay as far away from Van Brocklin as we could. According to Mark Craig, an author of the book 100 Things Vikings Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die, Osmond also remembers a time when Van Brocklin gave him his big break. As the story goes, the coach looked around to see whom he could replace the injured Tommy Mason with. Osborne! he yelled. The Candu Flash ran up there and vividly remembers thinking, Boy, oh boy, am I going to get a good encouragement? When Van Brocklin wrapped his big arm around him and said, 
get in there and see what you can F up. Not exactly what you were expecting, were you? Neither was I. The coach pushed him onto the field. He stumbled but made it into the huddle. Twelve seasons later, he was still out there. During his time with the Vikings, he earned a trip to the Pro Bowl in 71. If you ask him, I believe he would say the one Pro Bowl trip is pretty insignificant to playing in the Super Bowl. And just playing in the Super Bowl is insignificant to actually winning the Lombardi Trophy. Osborne played with the Vikings through the 75 season and then was abruptly traded to the Green Bay Packers for one season. He formally retired from professional football after the 1976 season. Shortly thereafter, the University of North Dakota honored him with retiring his number 41 jersey and enshrining him into the North Dakota Sports Hall of Fame in 1992. He was also selected to join one of three fellow UND alumni to the Sports Illustrated Top 50 sports figures of the 20th century. Now, statistically, Osborne gained 4,336 yards rushing on 1,179 attempts in 143 NFL games, but he also scored 29 times, caught uh, 173 passes for 1,412 yards, and scored seven uh, receiving touchdowns. He became a fan favorite back in the mid-60s because of his toughness, durability, and straight-ahead bulldozing style of running. He and Bill Brown complemented each other very, very well. Life after football continued with working in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. At first, in the off-season, he worked for the St. Paul Pioneer Press as a retail advertisement salesman. Then he decided to become a car salesman and eventually owned his own dealership. Later, he worked as a salesman for an office machine company and finally retired as a landscaper. Today, Mr. Osborne, known to some as the Can-Do Flash and to others as Rocky, is 77 years old. He frequently keeps in shape by walking four or five miles a day. He lives in Lakeville, Minnesota and sometimes hunts ducks and geese with former Minnesota Vikings head coach Bud Grant. Thanks for listening to the Pigskin Tales podcast. This story was written and produced by your host, Ross Bliley. Edited by Nikki Bliley. The soundtrack was provided by Kevin McLeod of filmmusic.io. Sources of information were researched online at googlebooks.com, grandforksherald.com, devilslikejournal.com, profootballreference.com, saeund.org, and a book I actually purchased titled 100 Things Vikings Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die by Mark Craig. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. 
Do you wish you knew more about the 100 seasons of the NFL? You're in luck because you found the Football History Dude Podcast, where each episode is a journey back in time to learn about the rich history of the NFL. From the founding of the league in an auto showroom, all the way to what it is today, America's favorite sport and a behemoth of an industry. My name is Ernie Chapman. Football is my passion, and I want you to come along with me each week to explore the yesteryear of the gridiron. So hop on board, my DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.